Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Well, um, this morning, I am so glad to be able to uh, welcome our, our guest preacher this morning, Reverend Kevin Austin, who is the director of the Set Free Movement, also a pastor in our, our uh, Free Methodist denomination. Uh, and Kevin and Natel are part of our church here, of course, part of our church family here at Crossview. So would you join me in welcoming Kevin this morning? Hey, good morning. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning. Is this on? You hear me? Okay, great. Hey, so yeah, I'm Kevin Austin, the founder and director of the Set Free Movement. And um, I want to share with you this morning uh, a message about generosity. What I want to do is just give you uh, um, just some introductory comments and then also tell you how I landed on this sermon. Uh, And then we'll work our way through some scripture. There's some application points and then there's some invitations at the end. I forgot my visual aids. So I'm going to walk down here. So those of you that are watching online, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I have a table in the back, and I encourage you to, I encourage you to visit the table afterwards. And I'm not going to speak about all the different things about Set Free, or we'd be here till dinner time. But um, there's a brochure about Wonders. This is a program we've got going on in, in Kenya right now, uh, providing menstrual health kits and education to vulnerable uh, girls. And we just uh, are starting work in Togo, uh, and we're looking at some other expansion. There's information about the Set Free Movement. Um, we have a resource online. I've got some physical copies of it, but, and you can pick these up, but you can also just get these off the website. Let's talk about human trafficking for parents and for kids. If you want to know how to talk to your kids about human trafficking, we have a resource here for you. One side is user-friendly for kids, and the other side is to help parents to work through the issue. And then how do you keep your kids safe online? This is actually one of about five different resources we have about how to keep your kids safe online. So this is one of our most popular resources. People really love these. These are very tangible tools to help you as parents, help you as teachers. I was thinking about trunk or treat. Like, why don't we hand these out to parents and kids, when they're coming to get candy, um, you know, just kind of show them, hey, here's some candy, but also here's how to keep yourself safe online. Now, unfortunately, I forgot to bring these, so uh, I'll, these will be here next week. But we also have this campaign booklet about uh, where we're going in the next few years, and just want to reference that for you. You can pick this up next week. Okay, so here's, here's, uh, here's what's going on with us. So the Set Free Movement has been around now for 14 years. We are now working with more than 150 leaders in 17 countries. And, and in fact, I'll tell you in just a, in just a minute, we just, um, we just got a new one in Cambodia. And it was one of these um, where my staff really doesn't want me to travel anymore because, oh, surprise, we have a new staff member now in Cambodia. But it just, it just was the right thing. It was the right thing. And, um, and it's not going to cost a lot of money, but it is going to cost money. And so we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we do all the things that we need to do, all the things that we can do? How do we do it in a sustainable way? How do we have the most impact that we have? And so we've got, we've got a variety of things that we're doing, but we, we launched this new campaign, and we want to raise more than a million dollars because... If I could raise a, if, if you all could give me a million dollars today, 
I could have it spent by Christmas because we already have things that are going on that we could, we could allocate these funds to. So my team and I are trying to figure out, okay, how do we raise all of this money to do all these good things that we have to do, which gets at the question of generosity. But as a Christian, I didn't want to just think about how to help you to be generous. Like, that's not where it starts. Because what we do flows out of who we are. So your generosity comes from some place. It comes from your character. And your character is formed by God. And your, your character is formed as you're doing your spiritual disciplines, your spiritual work, your worship, your prayer, your, your Bible reading, all of those things. So I started looking at Scripture, and I wanted not just to know how do I help people to be generous to the suffering movement, but where does generosity come from? And so I want to talk to you this morning about the generosity of God. And then there are some application points because it does flow into us. And at the, at the same time that I'm talking about the generosity of God and we're looking at a bunch of scriptures this morning, I want to share with you about this journey I was just on. I just spent two weeks in Cambodia and a week in uh, eight days in Thailand and then a little bit of time in, in Korea. And I have some pictures and some stories up here that I'm going to share with you about, about what we're doing and how that applies to... Um, to the message. So this first picture is uh, some lotus fields that I uh, took a picture of as I was driving along the road in Cambodia. It's just uh, beautiful. I love lotuses. So, hey, here's the good news. The good news, we'll just start off with some really good news. You're already generous. You're already generous. So when I went to Cambodia and Thailand this last trip, I taught theological education about justice and compassion to 50 pastors, um, uh, 30 in Cambodia, and then uh, about 35 in Cambodia, and then 15 in Thailand. And you are one of two churches that funded that. You gave the money so that I could do the theological education, which by the way, you have other missionaries that attend church here. Eric Spangler, who's the area director, Darren Land, who oversees all the education for, for Asia. The Morrisons right over here, wave, yeah. Um, like there's some serious stuff going on in this church about Asia and you are supporting that when you give to missions. So these, these leaders right here are in Cambodia and these were my students for four days, and we talked about justice and compassion ministry. And you helped to fund that. I'm gonna tell you some more stories about that. Now, uh, let me go forward. There we go. Current, next. So I wanna just uh, share with you something that I read about generosity. And we're talking about the generosity of God. Did you know that there are more than 750 species of butterflies and 11,000 species of moths? God didn't just create a couple butterflies. He created 750 different types of butterflies. And he created 11,000 species of moths. There are somewhere over 22,000 species of fish I ate fish every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in Cambodia. It was fabulous. 
This is some of, the, some of the pictures of some of the fish that I was eating. There are over 150 species of roses. So there's this, there's this, this outpouring of the generosity of God just in the physical environment that we look at. There's not just a few roses. There's 150 species of roses. There's not just a few butterflies. There are 750 species of butterflies. One of the things I loved doing, it was the rainy season in Cambodia, and I walked my first day at, when I was taking pictures at Angkor Wat in, in Siem Reap. I walked 12 miles that day. And some of where I walked, I was attacked by swarms of butterflies. Little yellow, there were lots of yellow, little yellow butterflies, blue ones, black ones, just multiple colored ones. And it was marvelous to just see all these butterflies just kind of everywhere. It was very, very cool. Now, there are also uh, 35,000 species of spiders, for those of you who love spiders. So just, just think about that. So just even in the physical world, we see that God has, is this creative God who has blessed us with all this abundance, all these numbers, all this wild, wild creativity. And I, I found this great, uh, this great, I keep going backwards, don't I, Kyle? Am I going backwards? Okay, I found this great message, I mean, this great scripture out of Ephesians chapter 1, and I I want us to to look at this, and then we'll look at some application points. But it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. You see that? We're talking about the abundance and the generosity of God. Every spiritual blessing comes from God. In Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Notice that word, he lavished on us. This love with all wisdom and all understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Now, when I read that, some things just jumped out at me. For some reason, that's jumping, keeps jumping, Kyle. Okay, so. Here's what jumped out at me. Every spiritual blessing comes from God. Every spiritual blessing. Um, When I was first thinking about this, I thought, okay, so you've got this loaves and fishes thing that happens a couple times in the Gospels, and he doesn't just feed everybody. He has multiple, multiple baskets left over. There's more than enough. The other thing that, that really strikes me is this whole idea that we are not just saved He doesn't just save us. He makes us sons and daughters of God with the rights and responsibilities of citizenship. And in Romans, it talks about how we are co-heirs with Jesus. So we actually become adopted into the family of God and Jesus becomes our brother. So God doesn't just save us. God makes us sons and daughters. And then he pours out all these blessings on us We're blessed with belonging, 
We're blessed with purpose. We're blessed with power. If you keep reading through Ephesians, it talks about how we, at the end of chapter one, we have the very power of the resurrection living in us. And in chapter three, verses 14 through 21, it talks about how we're this community of belonging and we're blessed with this power as we center on Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, We're blessed with every good gift in James 1. It talks about how we're blessed with every good gift. And this word lavish, uh, it's uh, extended, expended, bestowed, or occurring in profusion. It's not just a little bit. You don't ask your dad for $10 and he gives you $10. You ask your dad for $10 and he gives you a billion. That's what lavish means. Using or giving in great amounts. I thought this was interesting. Prodigal is the opposite. The prodigal son, he, he squandered. He squandered. It's the opposite of lavish. So lavish is you're, you're just expending. Prodigal is you're just keeping it all and you're using it up. To expend or give in great amounts or without limit. This is God's generosity. God's generosity is this lavish outpouring where there's more, and this is the physical representation, there's more than enough. There's more than enough grace. There's more than enough joy. There's more than enough hope. There's more than enough forgiveness. God is a generous God who blesses us in every way. Now, you just keep, you keep, Looking at, I'm going to give up, Kyle. If you can go to that next slide. Um, so I, I just was, I just was, um, you can go to that, if you can, go to that, yeah, there you go. I was just in Cambodia, like I was saying, and I, I spent some time at, in Siem Reap at this temple complex called the Angkor Wat Temple. Uh, complex and at one time the Angkor civilization went from Viet- the coast of Vietnam all the way over through Thailand for about maybe a thousand years. They were the rulers of this region, and in the Siem Reap area, they built these magnificent temples over you know different at different times over the years. And uh, and so I was there taking photographs. This is one of them. You can see where this 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 fig tree is just growing up right over the temple. And one of the application points is in 1 Timothy, it says, instruct those who are rich in the present age not to be conceited and not to put their hope in the uncertainty of wealth, but in God who richly provides all things for us to enjoy. The thing that strikes me when I'm in places like Angkor Wat is that it's, it's awe-inspiring and it's all falling down. It, it doesn't last Civilizations come and go. We build wealth. We take care of our homes and our homes fall apart. We buy cars and we get our cars rear-ended on the highway. You know, just things, the things we invest in, the things we spend money, time, and energy on, they do not last. And so, This instruction to Timothy is telling us, don't put your trust in those things. 
And I, I go to, this is one of the, the scriptures that I used when I, when I taught out of, uh, out of uh, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. It says, this is what the Lord says, let, let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. This is civilization right here. We boast of our strength, we boast of our wisdom, and we boast of our riches. Don't boast in those things because those things are going to fall down. But let the one who boasts, boast about this. That they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. So there's this trinity. You've got the worldly uh, money, uh, wisdom, and power, and then you've got the godly justice, loving kindness, and righteousness. And, and that, that, that's a beautiful trinity. Those words, those words mean so much. It's about covenant relationship. It's about commitment. It's about helping the poor. It's about so many things. Those are the things that we value. You can go to this next slide. Um, here's, another, here's another picture. I mean, it's, it's awe-inspiring, but it doesn't last I was in this temple and I was walking around and there are literally, there are these great big pillars, these great big um, uh, boards that are holding walls up so that they don't fall down. This stuff just doesn't last, but, but God does. So I think that that's one of our first application points. The second one, if you go to this next slide, um, these, are, these are some people that you help train. These are from Thailand. And um, they're a powerful, powerful group of people. Um, and the other one is gratitude. We have gratitude towards God for his abundance that he pours out to us. We have gratitude towards God for how he is generous to us. Um, these are uh, students in, in Thailand. And uh, this fellow on the, the left is a lawyer. Um, and this woman in the yellow uh, Blouse is uh, the lead pastor of a church of about 200 in a very rural area of Thailand. And uh, it was just great to be with them. This next slide shows you another application point, And it's this out of Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. And I think, you know, again, there's this generosity of God and God pours out his abundance on us. And then we ask. Ask and it will be given to you. So it's it's generosity that's built on trust. And out of that trust that we have in God as a generous God, we ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, one of the exercises that we did, and I've got, a, I've got a, this picture here, is we did some community assessment. You can go to the next slide. This shows you another picture. This is in Thailand. This next picture is in Cambodia. We did a community assessment where I had them write down on these large sheets of paper about their community, how many people are in their community, what problems do they have, what relationships do they have, the good and the bad about the community. So a community assessment, name the problems, and name the possible solutions, give me your dreams. So there are about 15 things that they wrote down. And um, 
drug addiction is a big problem. Um, in Thailand, um, people coming over the border um, who don't have citizenship, and then they, if they don't have citizenship, then they can't get education or health needs or jobs. But they're fleeing this really bad situation in Burma. They're coming across the border. Or they're hill tribe people that are living up in the mountains and have lived there for generations, but they don't speak Thai. They don't have, a, they don't have a, an ID card. So then they become very vulnerable to human trafficking. Poverty is crushing. So they wrote all these things down on these pieces of paper, and then we spent some time praying. So this is, this is a picture in Cambodia of them laying hands and praying over their communities. Praying over their communities. And I had them pray Ephesians 3.20, that God would do more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. It was loud. They all pray at the same time. It was long. There were tears. Very, very passionate about their communities. So asking. On the same theme, if you go to this next, this next slide, um, in, that day you will ask, in that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So it's tied to joy. This trust in the abundance of God, this trust in the generosity of God. So I think this is a really important application point for us. We need to ask. We have gratitude towards God. We acknowledge that, that, that we trust God and that God is the center and the fountain of generosity and abundance. So then we ask him for impossible things and we expect God as the good father to do more than we can ask or imagine. This next slide shows you, um, these are, uh, this is Pastor Joshua in, uh, in Thailand and this is Chutima. My wife and I knew Chutima when she was about 13 years old. Now she's, she's working at the church with her husband. Here's another application point. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Here's another application point. Like, don't give up. Don't give up. So I knew Joshua, uh, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago. And it's been hard. It's been a hard, hard, hard work for him. And, and he has not given up. And the church in Thailand is thriving. It is thriving. They, they have just continued to, I think last year they doubled in attendance. They doubled in the number of people that belong to the church in Thailand. Just lots and lots of people coming to the Lord. Lots of new churches being planted. Lots of really good service happening. It's just really, I, I, came, I came back out of Thailand feeling really encouraged because I've been there when it was dark and depressing. And I want to tell you that you, you're, you're helping to encourage these brothers and sisters on the other side of the globe. This next picture is Kunti and Sopeep. I've known Kunti and Sopeep for a long time too. They were kids when the Khmer Rouge destroyed their country. And, and, 
and their generation saw unbelievable suffering. And I had a great opportunity to preach in Kunti's church. Here's a picture of it. And there were about, uh, like, you can go to the next slide, uh, about 200 people in church in this little tiny village in, in, in Prekthai, Cambodia. And half of them, half of them are teenagers. And uh, really, really engaged, uh, worshiping God with, with vibrancy. Uh, this next picture shows you a couple other pastors for you to be praying for. This is Suda on the left. And the Suda is in, uh, is in Mesat, uh, Thailand. And she is really just one of the only Christians in the whole area, and she's helping all these. I saw on Facebook this morning a picture of her with Darren Land and another missionary, and um, she's helping all these vulnerable kids. I don't know how she's doing it because she doesn't have any money. She doesn't have a church building. They're meeting, they're meeting like under a tree to do church. Um, but she, she is so joyful She's so joyful. You can see that joy in her. She's just really a goofy, fun person. And this other woman, this other woman right here, I don't know that she has any formal education. Very, very poor, but God has given her a supernatural wisdom. A supernatural wisdom. And when she stands up to speak, I don't understand the words, but I can feel the power coming out of her that God is going to use her to do something really, really significant. This next picture shows you, these are, this is a picture of, of some Lahu people. So that's a tribe in Thailand. Um, this, these are red Lahu. There's red, yellow, white, and black. And these happen to be red Lahu people. And they're really, really um, uh, doing ministry up in these mountainous areas, and they're encountering incredible spiritual warfare as they do it, um, and, and they're, they're really passionate for their people, and the, one of the biggest problems is these Lahu people, um, the, the government of Thailand is no longer letting them do traditional farming because it's hurting the forests, because it's slash and burn farming. So they're no longer able to farm, and they don't speak Thai, and they don't have ID cards, so what are they going to do? So what they're doing is they're getting high. They're getting high, and they're, they're it's, just, it's just really tragic. So we're trying to, so one of, one of the things I'm, I was trying to do on this trip is trying to help them to, how do we, how does Set Free help them to serve their community while they're doing church planting and evangelism, how do we do this all together? How do we meet very real needs? And I don't know what all the answers are, but, um, but it was just so great to, to, to hear their hearts and to see their passion. This next picture shows you, these are the students that I had in Thailand, um, and these are made up um, of uh, you know, a variety of, of churches in Thailand. Um, and then this last picture, this, this next picture shows you, uh, this is, you can go, yeah, this is Sukleep, uh, Sukleep. And uh, this other application point is, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. That, that's an interesting structure line. You will be enriched. You want to be enriched? You'll be enriched in every way to be generous. God, God is, is working in you to be generous because God is generous.
And through us, it will produce thanksgiving to God. So this is Sokleep. And Sokleep is, is one of these leaders that I met in Cambodia. And I've wanted to start Set Free Work in Cambodia for a long time. And one of the obstacles is they need to be educated. They need to have education. They need to speak English. And, um, and they need to be the right person. Well, I met her. She's highly educated. She speaks English fluently. She's been involved in justice-oriented work for about 15 years. She happens to not have a job right now. And it's $500 a month to hire her. $500 a month. So this is one of those times when I fasted and prayed for one minute. <laughs> and I said, so Kleep, I think you should work for Set Free. I don't know what that's going to look like yet. I don't know how we're going to pay you, but why don't, you, why don't you come work for us? So we're working out those details. An application, so here's an invitation. If you want to give this morning to something that's going to make a real difference, I would love for you to give to Sokleep. And I, I've got a business card I'll give you. I can help you figure that out. You can go on the website. You can just give today. But I, I want to raise money so that I can hire her before I leave for Africa on Wednesday. Because I'm going to Africa on Wednesday. But um, it's already in the works, but I don't have the money. I, we, don't, we do not have the funding to pay for her right now. So if you want to give, if you, if you feel like, wow, yeah, I want to have an investment in somebody that's going to make a real difference, Here's an opportunity for you to give. This next uh, slide shows you, again, this is the pamphlet that, or the flyer that I'll have for you next week. Um, and you can, you can see what Set Free wants to do in the years ahead, this campaign that we're trying to run. And we're, it's not just about money. We want to raise up prayer partners. We want to raise up strategic churches. We want to raise up business leaders. If you're a business leader today and you want to make a difference I've got a way for you to do it, and it won't take any of your time. So just connect with me, let's have coffee, and let's talk about how you as a business leader can make a difference. If you want to pray, if you want to pray in the direction of freedom, we have an Ephesians 3.20 prayer community that prays in real time about things. So you know, there's a lot of ways that you, can, that you can be involved in this campaign. You can pray. You can be a business leader that, that helps us. <clears throat> you can give financially. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can do that. So um, come see me at the table afterwards, and we can talk about that. And then this next slide shows you um, uh, if you can please pray for me over the next couple weeks. I'm going Wednesday to Rwanda, and then Zambia, and then Kenya. And I'm part of the leadership team of the denomination that are meeting in Rwanda for about a week for, you know, just conversations about what are we doing globally as a church. And then I'm going to Zambia to explore new work. And then I'm going to Kenya to see these girls and to hear about how we're protecting girls like this from human trafficking and from gender-based violence through our Wonders program. I haven't been to Kenya before, so I'm excited to go there. Uh, this last slide, uh, you can just shoot with your phone. Uh, sign up for our email so you can know what's going on. You can also, I've got the QR code back on the table as well. Okay, so I gave you a, just kind of a, a quick kind of a, a, a message about the generosity of God and, the, and, and how that is applied to us that we seek 
We, we, we continue to seek God because God is the God of generosity. God forms our character, and out of that, then we do what we do. God is generous, so then we are generous. We do not give up. We continue to ask, and then we reflect the character of God by de- being generous, being generous with our time, our talents, our money, et cetera, et cetera. So, and again, I want to thank you for already being generous and for helping to pay for the training that I just did. And for already, you've already, thank you for being generous to the lands, to the Spanglers, to me, to the Morrisons, to the missionary in Korea that I don't remember his name, Trevor. Um, You are a generous church. You are a generous church, so thank you. Let's pray, and then we're going to move into a time of communion. Lord, we're thankful for today. We're thankful, God, for this beautiful day. Thankful that you've given us clean drinking water and food to eat. And uh, we're in a safe environment. Thank you, God, for blessing us with every spiritual gift. Thank you for lavishing on us um, your presence, your forgiveness of sins, your power, um, that you have helped us to belong and to have meaning in our lives. And and we pray, God, that you would uh, help us to take on your character uh, in every way, the character that you have of, of, of being a loving God, of being a God of justice, of being a God of of righteousness, of generosity, and of abundance. And we thank, thank you, God, that you didn't just save us, but you, that you made us your sons and your daughters. And so now as we come forward to participate in your sacrifice, that you would nourish us in every spiritual way. In Jesus' name, amen.